This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Wednesday. It's I saw that the Reddit thread anti-work had been closed down. Something about somebody went on Fox News or some shit, made an ass of themselves. I didn't get the whole story. I just kind of skimmed over what was going on as I was sitting on the toilet not that long ago. Plus, I've been preoccupied with a troll on my YouTube. Someone who is someone who is trying to convince me that I am insignificant, but they spent their entire afternoon trying to convince me that I'm insignificant. Also told me that I pretended to laugh at Saturday Night Live. Apparently went through some of my old comedy videos to try to accuse me of making a racist joke. I'm going to do... I didn't go back and listen to what the joke was. I'm going to do my best to try to recreate it. Almost 10 years later, I don't remember exactly what the punchline was, but I'm going to get close. Yeah, Tones. Yeah. Hit me hit me with that link. I, I want to watch that here in a little bit. Well, I mean, I'll find it afterwards. You don't have to hit me with the link. Because, yeah, it was just like an hour, hour and a half ago that I saw the thing about it. Uh, I saw some people in a Facebook group I'm in. No one wants to work anymore or something like that. And they were posting alternative Reddit threads that you could follow. Now that, uh, what was the, what was the name of the thread? I'm not on Reddit. Anti-work was closed down. Thank you, Warlord. Always got my back. I appreciate you. What are we going to talk about tonight? We're going we're gonna to have a music night. I'm going to listen to the new Kid Rock song. We've done it before. I pull up the Spotify. You guys can't hear it, but I'm going to react to it live. We're going to talk about Bryson Gray. He went on... Uh, he's been on the Daily Wire. He's on fucking Alex Jones this afternoon. I've got a clip of him on some other far-right nut job fucking outlet. You'll remember Bryson came to my stream. I don't know. You guys might not have even been following at the time. because this is back. And here's the thing. When I first started doing this, I was very realistic. I thought I was going to be doing it to one or two people for the first year. And I, I far exceeded my expectations. So... All these right-wingers that try to come to my YouTube and shit and make fun of how many views I get. I was well aware of how hard it is to make it as an influencer. So I I had no preconceived notions that I was going to come on here and be getting thousands of views. Which I do. I have videos that have thousands of views. The one about the... A teacher in Alabama that went on the racist rant and got fired. No, she resigned before she could get fired. That one has like 10,000 views on it. I've got several other videos that have have went over 1,000 views. Not that many. I've got 20 or 30 that have a few hundred views. But most of them get 20, 30, 40 views. And I understand. 
hey, it's making me 20, 30 cents a day on YouTube, so go fuck yourself. Been in the broadcasting business for 20 fucking years, and I'm happier now than I've ever been. Because I don't... I and That's the thing. I don't care about being popular or being famous or anything. That's not what I'm doing this for. I want to do the show I want to do and talk about the things I want to talk about. I understand that a lot of the shit that I cover is boring as fuck. Now, I may do drugs and cuss a lot while we're doing it, try to make it interesting. But a lot of the shit I'm covering is boring as fuck. Nobody wants to go into the minutia of electoral politics. Deep dive into who's funding these organizations and shit. Most of the influencer bullshit is just them dunking on other people. Trying to own the libs. If I wanted views, I'd slap on a MAGA hat and be going, Let's go, Brandon! All the fucking time. But I don't want views. I want to be proud of the content that I'm producing. And I am. But trying to come at me like that is... Is not going to work. It has no effect on me. So let me run down what our friend... I think his name was Charles... Your view counts speaks for itself. Your view counts speaks for itself. He edited it and couldn't even get it right. Your view counts speaks for itself. And this is my this is my canned response. It's big tech censorship. Be sure to share the video or you're on the side of big tech tyranny. Because that's what all the right-wingers do. That's what Bryson Gray is going to be talking about here in just a little bit. But he says, I have weak content and a really gross voice. I think you made a really weak attempt at an insult, Charles. Oh, shit. Fucking Windows has been acting up. Really weird here. Like, like Windows Media Player and shit has been giving me a hard time. So, fuck you, Windows. Maybe I do need to jump over to Linux like Producer Dave has been begging me to. I think you make bad content, so we appear to be at an impasse. The difference is that based on available evidence, all of YouTube except for 50 people agree with me. You ridicule conservative people all day, so I think you can live with one faceless person expressing a negative opinion of you. Fucking, I do a show called The Troll Patrol. I'm fucking inviting it, you idiot. Not only that, do you know where I promote myself? In right-wing spaces. Facebook thinks I'm a right-winger because I troll right-wingers all the time. And anytime there's a topic that I've done a video on, I post my fucking video. That's probably how I got featured on Matt Walsh a couple weeks ago. It's because I posted my video response to him on like every post he made on Facebook. So it's no wonder... That my YouTube is full of right-wingers downvoting my fucking videos. He also said, YouTube got rid of downvotes to protect people like you. That's a bummer. I can still see my downvotes, and I'll tell you what, I don't care. I wear them like a badge of honor, because I've seen what makes you people cheer. Oh, fuck. Chucky boy here. 
Now I'm just I'm just giving you the 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 highlights of the conversation. It went on for quite some time. He took exception with me calling him a right winger, like all fucking right wingers do. You can pigeonhole me all you want, but the fact is that despite your best efforts, you don't understand culture today. I probably don't understand culture today, to be honest with you. I live in my own bubble, and like, and, and now with streaming services, streaming music, like I don't pay attention to what's going on in the culture. I certainly am not involved with pop culture. I'm in my own world. I know what's going on in politics. Fuck, as I don't give a shit about culture. Fucking culture war fucking bullshit. I'm not some radical red-pilled person that believes gay people and minority races are evil. That's a fucking low bar. If that's, if that's your definition of a red-pilled person, that they have to believe that gay people and minority races are evil. <laughs> I think that's an indictment of where the Republican Party is. This ain't the 50s no more. You should listen to some Ryan Long. I have no clue who Ryan Long is. I'm still I'm still fairly young. I'm not committed to my opinions as much as you seem to be. Honey, honey. My opinions are informed. What op- what opinions are you trying to take me to task on cuz like this is on the Candace Owens and Laura Ingram reacting to SNL video. Like there was no substance in that video. That was that was the fluff at the end of the show. So I don't care that you disagree with some of the things I think. I don't know what I disagreed with. Like he didn't really tell me what he thought. In fact, I don't really care at all. It's just a slow day at the restaurant today. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Pigeonhole you? What the fuck? God, right wingers are stupid. And let me tell you something, son. If you're getting your info from any YouTuber or influencer like Ryan Long. And that includes myself. I will I I've said it on this show. You are woefully misinformed and unable to critically think. Now I like I liked to believe that I provide people with actual factual information, but nobody should just take me at face value. Like I like I said to the caller the other day, the information is there. I know more about the Seattle seawall than I ever thought I would know about. Because they came on here making a claim, and they were wrong. University of Washington did a study in 2008 that found that even with the worst-case scenario projections with sea level rise, in 100 years, that Seattle seawall would still be 3 feet above the uh, uh, worst-case scenario sea level. Dude never called back last night, though, to get fucking smacked down yet again. Oh, Charles, Charles, Charles. But hey, hey, he's from the School of Hard Knocks. I get info from the life I live. I don't watch news because I'm not old. I I assume he means my dad taught me lessons on how to treat people and how to take care of myself. The fuck does that even mean? I apply those lessons and gather info and opinions based on the outcomes I get versus the people around me. 
I was six months clean off heroin living living in a weekly motel when Trump was elected and I cried. I fucking cried because I believed he was a fascist. Your belief then was correct, sir. Trump was indeed a fascist. The Republican Party has gone full fascist. That was proven to be true. We've got all the evidence, the whole fake elector scheme, the insurrection on January the 6th, all the different ways. He he had a plan to use the military. That's why he wanted to pull all the troops back from everywhere in the world. He is indeed a fascist. But then he stopped paying attention to talking heads and started thinking for himself. And I stopped making excuses. I don't agree with a lot of what he did and said and didn't do. But to act like Republicans want to stop minorities from voting and force gay people back into the closet is silly. What are you talking about? Because I can show you that that's exactly what they're all all about. Just because you're not aware of Lee Atwater and his whole speech about coded racism. He was Reagan's campaign strategist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. then he goes on and says, and when Biden calls a reporter a stupid son of a bitch, the whole Republicans are crude thing kind of falls apart. I pointed out John McCain called him stupid in 2008. And Fox News agreed with Joe Biden. We watched that clip. So, uh? It goes on, I didn't bash you. I said this is bad content. And yes, that's what YouTube is for. It's not just a safe space for people to post videos. It is a hub for content creation and discussion of that content. I mean, I didn't turn the comments off and I fucking responded back to everything he said. Just like I respond to fucking everybody. Troll patrol. I'm doing it on purpose. You're doing exactly what I wanted, Charles. That's why there is a comment section. I came here to watch a video and after I watched that video, I decided to let you as the content creator and anyone else that may happen across this video know that I at least think it's bad. I'm sorry you thought it was bad. It was just me reacting to Candace Owens and Laura Ingram reacting to a Saturday Night Live skit. You have decided through arrogance and uh, neuroticism, I would assume, that because I think you made a bad video that I'm a right-wing person. I've been respectful. I don't have to be nice, but I remain respectful. I take issue with the, the idea that you were respectful. But I don't care because I'm fucking crude, so it doesn't matter to me whether you're respectful or not. But, Charles, you are indeed a right-winger. I I hate to break it to you. Right-wingers never know where they fall on the spectrum. And then once again, like, back to how many views... He, like, brought up how many views I get on Twitch. You've been creating content for at least seven years now. I've had the YouTube... For over a decade, it was like 2011, I put my student films up on my YouTube back when I was in college, put my stand-up on my YouTube back when I was doing stand-up, and it sat dormant for a while, only did a few stupid-ass videos, uploaded some, some video games, and then I've been doing this show for like the last year and a half. But seven years ago, you were attempting and failing to get attention for bad Asian jokes. 
Only 67% look the same, right? As I said, I haven't done this bit in fucking years. I remember that the setup to it was that I, every time I went to the grocery store, there were Asians looking at me funny, and I assumed it was because of my Fu Manchu. I don't remember how I got to not all Asians look alike. I will admit that. Just 67% of them. But the punchline of the joke was that 67% of any race looks alike. Show me two people from Iceland and I won't be able to tell them apart. That's the punchline to the joke. Is it the best joke I've ever constructed? No, it is not. Probably, I've only done it one or two times on stage. It's not the best joke I've ever constructed. Would I do it now, seven years later? I don't know. I don't, as I said, I don't remember what the what the piece that I'm missing there was. That's for that's from my worst set, by the way. It's my clean set. That's my clean set that's from. And it's about being scared of opening cans of biscuits and uh, how waffles and pancakes are the same thing. And I had a girlfriend say, like, no, it's not. And I'm like, well, if you want to make waffles, what's the first thing you buy? Pancake mix! See, I work, I work a lot better when I'm talking about drugs and sex. Because <laughs> it's the shit I know. After that, you had a spell putting out wrestling content. That's what he's talking about. Like, I was posting WWE 2K. You are a worst. And, like, this is weird. This is weird that he went to this much trouble to go over my YouTube content. Watched, like, deep cuts. Like, you would have had to go into, like, the actual videos and go back and actually, because I don't have a playlist of like video game content and shit. The the stand up is probably on the front page. The worst thing that could happen to your channel right now is for it to actually gain an audience because people would see what you said on stage and you get blown up and canceled because it's racist. Your channel is hiding in the shadow of its own obscurity. That's the wittiest thing you said, sir. That is the wittiest thing you said all day. But, I mean, I ain't fucking hiding. Once again, that stand-up bit is on the front page of my fucking YouTube. Try to cancel me. Many people have. <laughs> cancel Justin! Cancel Justin! Been an ongoing thing around here. Hold on, hold on. Let me... Just in case Charles wants to give us a call tonight, let me open up the phone lines. 917-830-4359. Or if you're more technologically savvy, like you said, you're younger, you can hop in the Discord with us. Otherwise, we're going to talk about the news. Big news today is... Justice Stephen Breyer says he's retiring. Fucking thank God. (laughs) Hold on here. We're going to watch this NBC News piece. I guess this was the announcement earlier today, but now there might be a little 
wrench get thrown into the plans. We're going to talk about that here in a uh, second. Developing story for us, Mike. Uh, so obviously this is not going to be a surprise to the White House. They would have known about this, uh, known that this was coming, uh, as it seems this decision was made in last I would hope they were pressuring him the whole time. Anything that you're hearing on the ground there near the White House about, uh, about this announcement, about this retirement, and about what may come next? Aaron, as you talk to a lot of reporters who are spending half their time looking down at their phones, <laughs> let me be the latest, because we have gotten an initial reaction from the White House in the form of a tweet from Press Secretary Jen Psaki, and I'll read it to you. She says it has always... We're going to hear what Psaki had to say here in just a second. Justice, ...if and when they decide to retire and how they want to announce it, and that remains the case today. So we have no additional details or information to share from the White House. So that is the initial read from the White House officially. But let's step back, because as you say... President Biden has been preparing for this. Yeah, this is not official yet. According to the reporting, he is expected to announce it tomorrow. This moment for, you could really say decades, given his history, as Ali laid out, as the former chairman of the Judiciary Committee, but specifically as it relates to Justice Breyer's seat. That sounds kind of nasty that tastes like Fruity Pebbles, but I drink Fruity Tea all the time. Then-President-elect Biden's closest advisor, including Dana Remus, who's now the White House counsel, Bob Bauer, who is a former White House counsel, did a presentation for him during the course of the transition about potential Supreme Court picks. Now, there wasn't a vacancy at the time, but the reason they did that was to RB, we of course remember that as a candidate joe biden made something of an unusual promise it was at the debate uh, in the primary before south carolina he said emphatically clearly that he would choose a black woman should a vacancy occur on the supreme court so it was important during the transition period for the president's advisors to begin laying out who might be let's talk about who might be the replacement i've got the Top candidates right here. The front runners for Biden's Supreme Court pick. Two highly accomplished black female judges. Kentanji Brown Jackson, a judge on the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals. And Leandra Kruger, a justice on the California Supreme Court, are seen as the early front runners to replace retiring Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer. Jackson is a powerful federal judge with a record that progressives feel they can trust Kruger was a highly regarded litigator and has carved out a reputation for working well with conservative judges. Biden pledged during the 2020 campaign to make a black woman his first Supreme Court nominee. The early chatter in Washington's liberal legal circles has focused intensely on Jackson and Kruger, but additional names are sure to surface as the actual process of picking a nominee gets underway. Gar- if he gets another pick, Garland probably will end up on the court. I mean, fuck, they need to pack the court. Now, Jen Psaki was asked about the retirement during today's press briefing. Something that you heard the president say, and I also said over Twitter. Um, it's always been the decision of any Supreme Court justice if and when they decide to retire, how they want to announce it, and that remains the case today. So we are not going to have additional details. You are always welcome to ask any questions you like um, at any time, and there's a lot of news out there, uh, but I just wanted to say that at the top. Josh, go ahead. Thanks, Jen. Two subjects. So let's say hypothetically <laughs> the Supreme Court justice was to retire and announce it on his or her own terms. Does President Biden plan to honor his pledge to nominate a black woman to the court? 
Well, I've commented on this previously. The President has uh, stated and reiterated his commitment to nominating a black woman to the Supreme Court and certainly uh, stands by that. Um, for today, I'm sure all the people that are rooting on the challenge to affirmative action, their heads are exploding. Until, of course, uh, Justice Breyer makes any uh, announcement should he decide to make an announcement. Okay, secondly, on Ukraine. Is the White House publicizing the troop buildups and the Russian disinfo efforts in hopes of deterring Moscow? And does the White House think that strategy is working? And are you prepared to release more details about what you say Russia's been doing? Um, yes, on the last one, as we ha as we have it, and I think you have all experienced that. In well, we're going to talk about Ukraine here after a while. We're not there yet. We're still talking about. Justice Breyer. I, if I had known she was going to transition to Ukraine, look, that is the next story. Well, Justice I, Breyer's retirement gives president. I, I, I totally, totally would have switched the order there. So that this I'm going to read from Time Magazine here. Within moments of widespread media reports that Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer will retire when the current term ends this summer. The Washington Parlor game of making a short list of judges President Joe Biden might consider to replace him began. There's all, there's one major problem facing Biden's prospects, though. He might not be able to win confirmation for the expected pick. So much of influence in Washington isn't in the press conferences or performative turns on cable news. The real power comes from mastering the process by which it is transferred, accumulated, and defended. And when it comes to managing a generational shift of power in America's judicial system, no one has proven more adept than Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. Then it is split 50-50 with Vice President Kamala Harris breaking the tie. So far, so good, given past senators have changed the rules for judicial nominees to get across the finish line with just 51 votes. The Republicans changed the filibuster rule for Supreme Court justices, the so-called nuclear option is meant as a last resort. With the exception of Chief Justice John Roberts, none of the current conservative justices cleared a 60-vote benchmark. The nuclear option can go into motion only if the Judiciary Committee reports the nomination to the floor, a procedural move that says whether a majority on the committee recommends the full Senate consider the pick. Well, in a little-noticed backroom deal that took more than a month to hammer out, Connell and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer agreed to a power-sharing plan in February that splits committee membership, staffs, and budgets in half. Why does this matter? If all 11 Republican members of the Judiciary Committee oppose Biden's pick and all 11 Democrats back her, supposedly a her, the nomination goes inert. Pretty safe bet in a committee where at least half of the Republican members have White House ambitions of their own. Nomination uh, doesn't die, but it does get parked until a lawmaker, historically the leader of the party, brings it to the floor for four hours of debate. Majority of the Senate, 51 votes, typically can then put debate about the issue on the calendar for the next day. But that's the last easy part. When the potential pick comes to the floor again... It's not as a nomination. At that point, it's a motion to discharge. A cloture motion that requires 60 votes. 
In other words, 10 Republicans would have to resurrect the nomination of somebody already blocked in the Judiciary Committee. Given that this is an election year and Republicans have historically shown they're not willing to give Democrats any wins on the Supreme Court in such a politically charged environment, there's a good chance that Biden's nominee spends her summer waiting for invites that never come from GOP lawmakers asking her in for typically cordial and informal coffees. So, yes, Biden may get to nominate a pick for the Supreme Court, but there is no guarantee that the full Senate will take it up. After all, McConnell successfully rejected Merrick Garland's nomination in 2016 and waited for Donald Trump to win the White House to install a replacement for Antonin Scalia. Connell narrowly carved out selected history and dug his heels in that he wouldn't bring Garland up for a vote. There was simply nothing Democrats could do about it. Well, fuck me. Because in order to change the rules on that cloture vote... They're going to need all 50 Democrats, and they don't have them. Manchin won't vote for it. Cinema won't vote for it. Holy fuck. Biden is not going to get to appoint a Supreme Court justice. Who are the members of the Judiciary Committee? Oh, the Senate, the Senate, the Senate. Do I see a Republican that would... No, no, holy shit. Lindsey Graham, Mike Lee, Ben Sass, Tom Cotton, Tom Tillis, John Cornyn, Ted Cruz, Josh Hawley, John Kennedy, and Marsha Blackburn. Not a one of them is going to budge. There's not a Murkowski or a Collins that would do the right thing. Fuck. They're fucked. Grassley. Grassley is possibly the only one, and I doubt he'd do it. Wow. Fuck. I'm stunned, guys, because I... Read this with you guys on the air. Like, this is... They had to they had to come to a power-sharing agreement because the Senate is 50-50. Harris breaks the tie, but it's still a tied Senate. So in order to seat the committee members, Schumer had to have an agreement with Mitch McConnell. Ow! Oh, Fuck. Ooh, I after reading that, I'm I'm I don't think 
I don't I don't think it's going to happen, guys. I don't think the Democrats are going to get a Supreme Court pick. Congratulations. Now, it's possible. It's possible that the Democrats retain control of the Senate. It's possible that they even pick up a seat or two, given the Senate map. So then, then it doesn't matter after the election, and they'll get to confirm the Supreme Court justice. Well, I would assume that the Repo- the Republicans probably think they're taking back both the House and Senate. I think the Senate is a bit of a stretch for them. And I actually think that the Democrats are going to pick up a couple of seats. I think that Charles Booker has a damn good chance of unseating Rand Paul. And we're, we're going to talk about the Booker can I am all on the Booker train. You guys don't know about Charles Booker? Go follow his social media. He is amazing. He's got he's got an ad out with the "You about to lose your job" directed at Rand Paul. It's fantastic. But he came on strong. He almost was the uh, Democratic nominee to take on Mitch McConnell in the last election cycle. Unfortunately, he lost at the at the at, by the narrowest of margins to Amy McGrath. Booker, Booker, Booker. Charles Booker. Meanwhile, we are still on the verge of war for some reason that's boggling my mind. As I said last night, you know, up until last night, I was pretty certain that there'd be some kind of covert action. CIA was going to dick around. No, no, no. It's looking like we're actually going to send some fucking troops in. The U.S. and NATO answer Putin in writing while bracing for Ukraine invasion. U.S. and NATO provided Russia with written proposals on Wednesday to advance a diplomatic path forward even as they warned that Russia could invade Ukraine within days. They wrote Putin a strongly worded letter. In a delicate diplomatic balancing act, the U.S. and NATO want to show they're serious about diplomacy, but unwilling to compromise on core principles, all without providing Vladimir Putin with an additional pretext for escalation. In December, as Russia was building up its now 100,000-strong troop presence on Ukraine's borders and the U.S. uh, was calling for de-escalation, Moscow submitted written demands including that NATO rule out eastward expansion, roll back its presence in Eastern Europe, and keep offensive weapons systems out of the Ukraine. Sorry, yes, I said the Ukraine. I'm bad about doing that. The Netflix, the Facebook. It annoys some people about me. I apologize. Curiouser will tell you that is indeed a thing I do. In back-to-back press conferences on Wednesday, Secretary of State Tony Blinken and NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg said they had responded to Russia's demands in separate but mutually reinforcing documents. Blinken said there were no concessions on key issues like NATO's open-door policy. In addition, the U.S. and NATO made proposals of their own. Blinken emphasized the issue of arms control in his press conference and referenced a proposal for negotiations on a successor to the new START nuclear treaty. That's it. We, we were making progress on disposing nuclear weapons 
for the longest time, but that is stalled out. Stoltenberg added that NATO had proposed steps to increase communication and reduce risks, including a potential new civilian hotline and increased transparency around military exercises. Analysts have been warning that handling Putin uh, or handing Putin a formal rejection of his security demands could help make his case for war with Ukraine. I don't want it. I'm against war. Fuck war. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Advocates say Biden has let Haitian migrants down. Continued turmoil in Haiti is causing a growing number of Haitians to try to make it to American shores. And some advocates say the Biden administration isn't supporting this community in its time of crisis. Haitian American activists in South Florida told Axios Today they feel like President Biden has gone back on campaign promises he made to the community to stand up for them. He has definitely failed us. He has failed a lot of people. According to Tessa Petit, co-executive director of the Florida Immigrant Coalition, Joe Biden came to Little Haiti and said, We will protect you. We've never seen this before. Literally, it feels like an attack towards Haitians. Though most Haitian migrants come into the U.S. through the southern border, a growing number are attempting the dangerous trip by sea. And it's possible that we had a lot to do with the coup in Haiti. I already hit the. I already hit the bowl. I got a. I got a thing for a weed over there. Weed. In the last three months, three large boats with Haitian migrants have landed in Key Largo, Florida. It's the first time in over two years that that boats have evaded the U.S. Coast Guard. The most recent, a 60-foot vessel crammed with 176 people, no life-saving equipment, no navigational lights, landed on January the 9th. Wait, the chat stopped. I was wondering where the emotes were coming from. Oh, shit. I missed out on a lot of stuff. Yeah, I'm reading. I My chat is the chat that's appearing on screen. I'm reading it. I'm not on Twitch. That's where I'm, I'm seeing you guys. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know how to fix that. I don't, (laughs) uh, huh. I've got no way of refreshing it or anything. My apologies, guys. Hey, RB, if you're still watching on YouTube, chat and like, it may just be restream is down. Restream bot is down. Have you guys seen any uh, YouTube on Twitch from the Restream bot? Why we can't have nice things? I mean, uh, I'll do my best to try to look at the chat over here. But yeah, I mean, like I've got it on OBS on the side, but hell, I'm usually reading it from the screen. Oh. 
Them broke it. That damn Gorth. The Gorth got involved. Oh shit, YouTube shows up. But Twitch doesn't. Weird. Huh. (laughs) Very interesting. What's up, John? We're having it. We're having a weird time here with the chat. YouTube is showing up on screen, but Twitch isn't. And everybody, everybody's usually on the Twitch. Most people agree that Twitch is the superior platform, but YouTube, you can go back and and rewind and shit. Whereas on Twitch, you have to wait until the the video on demand. Uh, we we having technical difficulties here tonight. Everybody moving to YouTube? No fucking way. I mean, you can if you want to. And you're seeing Twitch te- text on YouTube. Wow. The Gorth got into it. Restream bot is drinking on the job. I'm a YouTube man myself. I, I watch more YouTube than I do Twitch, but that's I like to watch things on demand. I'm not usually live chatting. Usually when I pop on the Twitch, I'm sitting here packing a bowl or something. I'll, I'll pop on and see what uh, my friends over at Echoplex are doing. Ricky the Great. Check in on Squid or Polly. What up, Pumpkin Spice? Oh shit, that's Curiouser. I think, if I remember correctly. Hello, peeps. Anyway, Biden's fucking the Haitians. Not literally, not literally. He's really fucking them over. Staying on the international news, Israel's top priority is a mission to discredit a UN probe. That's so wild that RestreamBot is working and showing everything on all the platforms. It's just not showing it in on the screen. I'll blame Amazon. It has something to do with Amazon servers because of the Twitch. Israel's top priority is a mission to discredit a UN probe. Israel is planning a campaign to discredit a UN commission formed to investigate the violence in Gaza last May and the root causes of the protracted conflict in the occupied West Bank and Gaza. This is according to an Israeli foreign ministry cable seen by Axios. Israeli officials say they are highly concerned that the commission's report will refer to Israel as an apartheid state. Oh gee, I wonder why they might do that, motherfuckers! And that its findings could damage Israel's reputation. Particularly among progressives in the West. I wonder why the report would refer to you as an apartheid state. Or why why it might reflect poorly on you. Holy shit, and the fucking, you're corrupt former prime minister. 
still involved with politics, still the opposition leader. The UN Human Rights Council in Geneva voted narrowly last May to form the Commission on Inquiry. The Western democracies on the committee objected to the fact that the commission's mandate was unusually broad when it came to investigating Israel and didn't specifically mention investigating Hamas. Rights groups accused both Israel and Hamas of international law violations during two weeks of fighting last May, in which over 250 people were killed in the Gaza Strip and 13 in Israel. What, are we canceling Justin again? This is what, the fifth time tonight? Israel, the thing you want to talk about when you and your friends agree almost entirely politically, but you still want to have a fight. Stole that one from John Oliver. <laughs> I, how can I be an anti-Semite? Like, all of my idols are Jewish. <laughs> Fuck. Like, specific, Larry fucking David. Probably the person I look up to most on this planet. The person that I fucking identify with most, other than the fact that he's a fucking billionaire. Other than that, I identify him. I identify with him because I, as well, am a social assassin. And I ruin friendships easily. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. I even I even get confused for a Jewish person because of this, you know, thing I'm sporting here. Oh, fuck. We are specifically attacking the corrupt government of Israel, not Jewish people. Just to be clear, Jewish people are very cool in my book. Most Jewish people agree that Israel is corrupt. The only reason Israel has the power that it has is because of U.S. evangelicals. Mark Marin, I fucking love Mark Marin, and yeah, I, I, I should probably identify more with Mark Marin, but like, seriously, Larry David and I, like, we respond the exact same way in situations. Why Curb Your Enthusiasm is probably my favorite show of all time. I would totally carry on a relationship with a woman just to try to get a law changed. <laughs> Sorry, that was that was the running storyline on this uh on this past season. Uh, see, that's that's why people uh, why people don't dig the um, YouTube as much. Do I have a book? Uh, what kind of a book? I actually have a Seinfeld script signed by Larry David. I'm sorry, that wasn't really a spoiler. Just every season kind of have as an overarching story. <laughs> that was the story of this past season. Season one, like, okay, season one takes a little while to find its voice. 
No, 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 no. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spoil the show for you. Oh, I I will spoil this. Cheryl is married to the real life Cheryl Hines is married to Robert Kennedy, Robert Kennedy Jr., the anti-vaxer, and she <laughs> she had to apologize. Is this it right here? Here we go, yeah. Cheryl Hines. My husband's reference to Anne Frank at a mandate rally in D.C. was reprehensible and insensitive. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about the... Sorry about the Dexter spoilers a few weeks ago. I'll try not to do that. <laughs> and here's the thing. Here's the thing is that he had to issue an apology for comparing uh, vaccines to the Holocaust in 2015. This is his second time having having to issue an apology. <laughs> and like I fucking love Cheryl. She was she was a a lead in Son of Zorn. That show, like, shouldn't have got canceled and only went one season. That was really fucking good. Like, I like everything Cheryl's been in. So that's... I hate that she's married to a nut job. Oh, shit! Twitch is back! Yay! Yes, if you keep apologizing for the same mistake, are you really sorry? Oh, fuck. Uh, that's a good... That is also a good question to ask Canada. If you keep apologizing for the same mistake, are you really sorry? Breaking your heart indeed. I understand completely. That's what fucking I... Cheryl Hines is adorable. Incredibly funny woman. She's a stand-up to fuck it. I I hate that we're I hate that we got a basher. Also hate that like I also hate that I'm laughing because I'm getting ready to hear and read this story. I couldn't love someone that was that stupid. I mean, let me put let me put this story to the side here because that's, that's a fucking that's a heavy one. I couldn't be with someone that that's that that is that stupid. There's even there's even an episode of Seinfeld where Je- sorry spoilers on this one. There's an episode of Seinfeld where Jerry is seeing a, a woman, and she goes and sees his stand up, and she's like, "I just can't be with somebody that I don't find funny. I got to respect what they do." And he's like, "You're a waitress." <laughs> Is that another shot at me? God damn. Here is her over here. I love some stupid motherfuckers. She low-key takes shots at me all the time. I don't think being stupid was my problem. And I still fucking love you. 
We just we just aren't couple material. <laughs> oh god, I've canceled again. You were supposed to come down for New Year's and you didn't. Aww, are you at the beach right now? Why are you watching me if you're at the beach? Better things to do than be watching me if you're at the beach. Ash bowl, cancel muffins. Don't cancel the muffins. I even have anything left. Oh, well, thank you, Dustin. That motherfucker spent all day talking about how nobody fucking watches me and I'm insignificant. Oh, hell yeah. Cool, cool. I I hadn't spoke to you in a couple days, so I didn't know exactly when you were going to the beach. Have a blast. Understand uh, if you're not watching me the rest of the week because better things to do at the beach. Canadian indigenous group finds 93 suspected unmarked graves. The continuing saga of the residential schools in Canada. Indigenous leaders in Canada's western province of British Columbia said on Tuesday they believe they found 93 unmarked graves near a former boarding school. Hundreds of mass graves have been found at the grounds of former residential schools for indigenous children since last May when the remains of 215 children were uncovered at one such site in British Columbia. Now, make no mistake about it, there are mass graves in the U.S. too. This is not just something we need to be pointing a finger at Canada. Canada just actually has a commission to, like, fucking go and find this shit and acknowledge it. Whereas the U.S. is like, that's critical race theory. Why would you do that? Oh, my God, your best friend can't stand me? Not me, the person, I assume, but like me, the show. As in the Troll Patrol. I, this is just... Fuck it, the entire United States is one gigantic mass grave. Signs of renewed calls for justice and the full re- release of records from Canada's government over the forced assimilation of nearly 150,000 children into white Canadian society from 1883 to 1996 at boarding schools where native languages and cultures were forbidden. And, like, this this whole fucking ordeal is far worse than... And I, I should have content warning this. Like, they would rape the the native out of them. It's it's insane. Put them in these schools where native cultures were forbidden. God, I hate the world. God, I fuck God. Yeah, motherfuckers, I know why I don't get a lot of views, because I'm actually covering topics like this. 
not the same as, you know, Ben Shapiro bitching about whatever culture war is going on. Okay, we're reading from the Federalist Papers now. Back to U.S. News. Getting into the January 6th bullshit. Federalist Papers released this article today. New video, seconds before being shot. Ashley Babbitt appears to try to stop a violent agitator. So you can barely see her there. So what they're saying is it's it's what they're saying is is she was trying to stop a person from breaking the window. We don't know why she punched him. Maybe he grabbed her ass or some shit. We do know that she herself was climbing up there. Maybe she thought she could do it better. I don't I don't think that proves any fucking thing. That is video released today. Ashley Babbitt punched Zachary Alam in an effort to stop him from breaching the window. This was right after the cops decided to evacuate. He was trying to stop the attack on the windows and was visibly frustrated with police inaction. Did she deserve... I'm amazed more people weren't shot that day. Honestly, I'm surprised she's the only one. If we're applying the standard, she was feet away from Congress people. She was trying to breach a door they had barricaded. I don't... I don't know. Seriously, they they treated the January 6th insurrectionists with kid gloves. That is not the way. They were hunting BLM protesters in the streets. Just grabbing people off of the streets in unmarked vans. I They called the lost and found for things they left behind. Oh my god, I did not see that. Fuck, what? Like they're like they're shit? They shat on the walls. Can I get my shit back? Oh. Trump is pointing his supporters to a January 6th legal defense fund. 
where President Donald Trump's team has been involved in discussions about a legal defense fund created to support AIDS targeted by the House panel investigating January the 6th. While declining to use his own war chest to cover the sky-high legal bills that some of his current and former aides are facing, because of course he won't, Trump's team has instead been working with American Conservative Union Chairman Matt Schlapp to determine which individuals subpoenaed by the select committee should receive help from Schlapp's First Amendment Fund, which is run by the ACU's nonprofit arm, Schlapp told uh, CNN that he is in communication with Trump's team about who can and cannot take advantage of the legal fund, which he said has raised over seven figures from donors. Schlapp has not yet rejected any requests. He acknowledged that there will likely come a point where he will have to make choices on who to fund. I'm assuming we're getting ready to see charges recommended to the GOJ. Can't come soon enough. Apparently the public hearings aren't going to start until March. We know the grand jury has been impaneled in Georgia, but that could take up to a year. Meanwhile, Governor Glenn Youngkin says that he intends to replace Virginia's top election official. The state board chair calls the expected firing a slap in the face to election workers. Why? Because Youngkin is throwing the red meat to the Trump base, doing his part to help protect the big lie and purge people from spaces that aren't sufficiently loyal enough to Trump. Governor Glenn Youngkin said on Monday he plans to appoint someone new to serve as Virginia's top election official when current elections commissioner Chris Piper's four-year term expires this summer. A comment from Youngkin made it, so it's not technically a firing. And let this dude's appointment run out and appoint somebody else. The headline was slightly misleading. Okay, the headline says, uh, replace, it's the subheadline that says expected firing. Comment from Youngkin made in an interview with Trump supporting radio host John Fredericks was the first. <laughs> Remember, I told you guys I have to clip shit from conservative radio shows for one of my clients? John Fredericks is one of them I have clipped in the past. That name rung a bell. It was the first clear indication from the new governor on what he has planned for the, 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 for the Virginia Department of Elections. In the interview, Fredericks asked Youngkin if he plans to clean house at the agency. Youngkin said, We, in fact, fully expect that when the current commissioner's term is up, that we will replace him. We have to make sure the leadership that's in the Department of Elections is leadership that is looking out for the integrity of the election process and not trying to be political. Meanwhile, you guys want to have some fun? New Governor Glenn Youngkin has set up a tip line so that you can report teachers for teaching CRT. Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin's tip line seeking reports of what he describes as divisive practices in schools such as the teaching of critical race theory, has been hit with fake complaints. 
Uh, we want to we want to we want to get to the tip line, though. Governor Glenn Youngkin says he wants parents to keep an eye out for critical race theory and divisive practices within Virginia schools. And now his office has set up an email tip line where you can register your complaints. Julie Carey has the story first at four. Oh, it's, it's an email. Right there. Okay. On Monday, Loudoun County parent no, Heather Jamaicans was irate. Up. She has an IEP and I will call my lawyer next. She has an IEP and needs to be in her classroom. Do Blasting school administrators when they isolated her children after they came to class without a mask. Today, she and her sister, whose kids also attended school unmasked, planning to register complaints through Governor Glenn Youngkin's new parent email portal. And they're being segregated. Um, they're in a room. They, they don't go outside for breaks. I can't even explain, like, when they, the story... I'm typing out my email right now. It is education at governor.virginia.gov. ...requirements has led to the creation of the new email address, education at governor.virginia.gov. Youngkin explained its purpose Monday during an interview with radio and TV host John Fredericks. For parents... I would not be encouraging you guys to send an email to that email that I just popped up in the chat there. ...children are not being respected where there are inherently divisive practices in their schools. The governor says the complaints will be cataloged and problems rooted out. Glenn Youngkin's team, they want to hear from parents, and I will exercise my right as a parent to give him as We've got an update on the attack squirrel fed with meth. That was from, like, we did that story on the TV station I worked at. That That is an old story. That squirrel's still around? Sorry, sorry, sorry. I had to interrupt there. much information that I can. But Loudoun's NAACP president questions why a new mechanism is needed when parents can already turn to the attorney general's civil rights division with their concerns. This tip line has to be for everybody, not just for his supporters, right? It's a point being made in a high-profile place. This tweet from singer John Legend urging black parents to flood the email address with complaints, quote, about our history being silenced. Michelle Thomas, who's fought for education equity for years, opened to the idea. I believe that African-American parents who fought, especially in Loudoun County, who's fought this type of discrimination, that we should absolutely flood the email. No word yet on exactly how the governor's office plans to follow up on the parent email. A spokesperson for the governor tells us the new email is, quote, a resource for parents, teachers, and students to relay any questions or concerns. So I said I've been made aware that my student is learning about CRT. Cockring training. Right-wingers and morons. Hit send on that. (laughs) Sorry, that's the best I could come up with off the top of my head while, you know, everything else was going on. Speaking of conservatives that are whiny little cowards, Jordan Peterson was on with Joe Rogan. Apparently, he wanted to talk about gender ideology. He had a hot take. What do you think it means when someone is so attracted to the idea that they were born in the wrong body? It means so much. They're so... That is not being attracted to an idea. 
a phenomenon called gender dysphoria. There's, there are people that think that their arm doesn't belong on their body. That so much so that they had to go and get it amputated to feel normal. Our brains are fucked up. It's just meat with electricity running through it. Of course, with 8 billion people on the planet, we're going to have some fucked up shit going on. Not that being trans is fucked up shit. It's just natural that our bodies are going to produce weird things happening that you wouldn't feel normal in the body that you were born in. It's not something to be afraid of, and it's not something for two cis white dudes to have fucking discussions about. For clicks, it's stupid. Compelled that they're willing to go through surgery to change. God, it means all sorts of things. I knew a kid in Toronto who was on the autistic spectrum, and a lot of the people who are manifesting serious issues with gender identity or on the autistic spectrum. This is like Abigail Schreier's work yeah, and yeah, rapid yeah. onset gender dysphoria yeah. amongst women. Yeah, well, that's a different thing, the rapid onset. That's more like, so part of the reason I objected to Bill Cesar 16 to begin with was because I knew full well as a clinician that as soon as we messed with fundamental sex categories and changed the terminology, we would fatally confuse thousands of young girls. I knew that. because What? Fatally? confuse thousands of young girls what does that even mean fatally confuse them sir i would assume if you if you wanted to fatally confuse if you 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 had an issue with fatally confusing young girls, you should uh, be attacking marketing. Marketing. That put these unrealistic beauty standards on women that cause young girls to commit suicide at higher rates. Develop all kinds of disorders. But you're attacking trans people? For what fucking reason? Because I knew the literature on psychological contagion, and it stretches back like 500 years, that literature, 300 years. It's all outlined in a book by Henri Ellenberger called History of, History of, what's the name of the book? History of Psychoanalytic Ideas. It doesn't matter. It's Henri Ellenberger, and it's his main work, if you want to look it up. And so psychological contagions are very common. And so one of them, for example, was the satanic uh, ritual abuse accusations that emerged in daycares in the 1980s. And that was a consequence of women going into the workforce en masse, leaving their children with strangers. What? What? No! No! That was a consequence of fucking idiotic Christians needing something to rally against. And always, and like, this is the start of like the TV tan- televangelist time and shit. It's how they raise money by keeping their followers scared. The fuck? Jordan Peterson is a fucking idiot. Benzo Brain, you have no idea what you're talking about. ...and starting to have pathological fantasies about it, especially if they were borderline schizophrenic, and those fantasies propagated into the population. I got to show that clip to producer Dave. I got to get his take on that. Holy fuck. 
anyone listening to Jordan Peterson for anything is fucking stupid. And you know what? I actually watched some of his uh, lectures. And I was like, you know what? He's not a bad psychologist. He's not a bad teacher. There wasn't anything offensive in his lectures of what I watched of them. But holy cow! This man has lost his fucking mind! <laughs> Garçon, please stop spouting your reactionary nonsense and hand me those hors d'oeuvres. Yeah, what is this outfit? He wore a goddamn tux to the Joe Rogan show. Rogan over here sitting like wearing a t-shirt. Now he's wearing like a long sleeve shirt. Oh, professor. Oh, goddamn. I can't. That was fucking stupid. Oi. Oi. You wear a. You wear a tux. To the Joe Rogan experience. I would think you wouldn't want to wear a tux because you wouldn't want to get the smell of cigar and pot all over it. It's not even a good looking tux. What the hell? Oh no, that may not be a tux. I may be exaggerating. It's just a, a suit with a bow tie. But then again, it's a frilly shirt, isn't it? What's the difference between a tux and a suit? Is that a tux? Somebody inform me. I God damn. Apparently his wife is still alive. I thought his wife died, but she just she had like a battle with cancer. At least that's what producer Dave told me. His wife is still alive, so maybe maybe he was taking her out on the town in Austin. Austin's a cool fucking city. Fucking shit! Fuck! This has been a tough show. Benzos are a hell of a drug. Never been my thing. I always hated when somebody came over, they were on the benzos, and they'd be smoking a cigarette on my couch, you'd have to stop them from, from fucking burning the couch up. And promise... <laughs> oh, God. Okay, Warlord hitting us with the... The tux uh, and suit uh, differences, the primary physical difference between a tuxedo and a suit is the presence of satin. Traditionally, tuxedos have satin facing on the lapels, buttons, pocket trim, and a satin side stripe down the leg of the trousers. Suits don't incorporate any satin and usually have either plastic buttons or buttons faced with the same fabric as the coat. Is that a, is that a suit or is that a tux? The, the, the video is kind of degraded, so... You can't really tell the fabric of the lapel and shit. I like my suits with Satan. Hell, Satan. I finally listened to the new Ghost song. I fucking love it. That was all. I listened to it like five times. I was getting ready to do the show tonight. So I put my notes together. Hell, Satan. 
Are you on the square? On the level? According to Rolling Stone, it's a tuxedo. Yes, I'm glad we cleared up the difference between a tux and a suit. Now, I mentioned Ghost and the Satanic Rock. Here we have the opposite of Satanic Rock. We have Christian Rap. This is rapper Bryson Gray. If that name sounds familiar to you guys, he popped into my stream one time and paid me 50 bucks to watch his Christian rap video about how he hated gay people. And I told him, you know what? It's not a bad beat, but what you're saying is nonsense. He's talking about like, they're trying to force shit on us. And I'm like, what? who is forcing anything on you? Christian rap will save us. Well, if Christian rap doesn't save us, maybe some rap rock will save us because we're going to talk about Mr. Kid Rock here in just a second. But this is Bryson Gray. I'm going to try to have him on the show maybe sometime next week because I talk back and forth with him on the on the Facebook a lot. Yeah, that's a great point. They demonize you and then they wipe you from the face of the earth, essentially, so you can't even defend yourself. So we can't even sit here and have a conversation like, okay, fine, you think the vaccine's great. I disagree. We can't sit here and have a conversation. He is getting more publicity off of saying that he's been canceled than he has ever gotten in his career. This putting a fucking MAGA hat on and a Let's Go Brandon shit all over the place. This has been like his biggest claim to fame. Three. Uh, actually, that's factual. That's factual. You can see people dying from it or getting uh, severely ill from it. Uh, but then let's at least have a conversation. Don't sit here and call me. Because what they do is they'll, they'll group that into one category. If you say something about the vaccine, they'll call you a Nazi. Of course, how they got from Nazi... No, you're an uh, idiot. As someone speaking out about a vaccine, that's absurd. But see, that's the problem, because then everybody else believes them. and they're No, you're making a straw man. I mean, what's it going to take for, this to, for us to fix this problem as Americans? Or, or is it fixable at this point? Is it fixable is the question that I can't answer. The only way I can see it happening is... We have to create a parallel economy and we have to allow everybody there because obviously the left, what they're doing, they're not allowing everybody. So what the people on the right need to do or anybody. The fuck are you talking about? The right runs everything as in capitalists. Capitalists run everything. I'm not stopping you from anything, Bryson. Matter of fact, I played your song on my show. I've played clips of you on my show. I want to do an interview with you and have you on and talk to you about how stupid you are. God damn. Really a free speech absolutist, like you said. Uh, let people on. And when I say anybody, I mean anybody. Even if you're a literal neo-Nazi, you want to call me the N-word. I don't, I'm don't. i a grown man. I'm 30 years old. No, I ain't got time to be crying over a little meanie, a big meanie on Twitter calling me a, a bad word. Bro, people are grown adults crying over words. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for him. <laughs> Aren't you the one crying over getting banned from social media? What the fuck? This doesn't make any fucking sense. Gotta have him on. I'm having him on next week. Oh, God damn. And Caitlin Bennett just pops up when I X out of that video. Wow. Wow. 
Oh, fucking shit. From the Christian rap to the rap rock of Kid Rock. Kid Rock has released a new song called We the People, tearing into Biden, Fauci, CNN, Facebook, and more. Let's go, Brandon! I... Would Kid Rock be relevant? Has Kid Rock been relevant since 2006? If, if, if even then. He, he had that first album when I was in high school that everybody fucking loved. And then the second album was kind of shit. Had the, the had the like, and he didn't even write the the cool song of that album was like the riff from Sad but True. And then like his third album, people quit caring, and that was the one where he did the uh, uh, fucking he fucking the, the single off of that one. He stole it from um, Werewolves in London. Sampled or whatever the fuck. He had the, uh, like the Sheryl Crow song. The duet. That's like the, that's like the fucking last time he's been relevant. Mid 2000s. I saw him live, but I got incredibly drunk and spent most of the time out on the patio, uh, smoking cigarettes with a, a, a female that I was, uh, seeing at the time. Yes, pictures. So now notice we're on the blaze. This is a Limbeck publication. They're even they're even going to point out that there's a fair amount of profanity and explicit lyrics that they would usually they would usually be bashing people for their explicit lyrics. But because it's kid rock and because it's a message they agree with, I'm not gonna take them to task on it. So here we go. I've done this before. I'm going to the Spotify. I'm going to pull up the Kid Rock song. Hopefully I don't have to listen to it. Oh, yeah. I already checked it out here. I don't actually have my Spotify turned on right now. Let's see your song. I do not want to follow Kid Rock. Where am I at? Why? Why? I pulled it up earlier just to make sure I could. There we go. We the people. So you guys aren't going to be able to hear this, so I don't get copyright on Twitch, and so I don't get demonetized on the YouTube, but I'm going to hear it. I gotta sw- I've got to switch. I can't be in my board. i got to be on my computer. Guy in his 50s still going by kid. Fucking Lil Wayne is still Lil Wayne. He's like in his late 40s or 50s. All right, so. We the People by Kid Rock. I'll give you my honest opinion. I've not listened to it yet. Even though it says I'm two seconds in. I just, I, I press play on it to make sure it play. Here we go.
We the people reserve the right to scream fuck you. Man, fuck Fauci. The chorus is, we the people, let's go, Brandon. By the way, the last, I played a Kid Rock song, what, a month or two ago? He had that other song. Uh, Apparently, it was a monster truck song, and he just, like, put his rap over it. Monster truck is actually good. I've seen them live. Fuck Facebook. Fuck Twitter too. It is so easy to be a conservative. There is nothing of substance here. The second the second verse started off with inflation is up like the minimum wage. Honey, the minimum wage hasn't been raised in what 15 fucking years now? The fuck are you talking about? You piece of shit, I don't see color. Black Lives Matter, no shit, motherfucker. I think I think I got that right. I think it came out like six days ago. The Eminem thing like was just happening. It's time for love and unity. That was the bridge. It's time for love and unity, as he's saying, like, fuck you to everybody. It's it's the craziest fucking thing. Let's go, Brandon! Whoa. Let's go, Brandon! Fuck CNN, fuck TMZ. He said, you social media trolls, you can suck on these nuts. I guess he's talking to me. It's not a bad riff, but it's a very basic riff. God, there's still another two minutes of this. All we got to do is just come together and follow Kid Rock to the promised land. Rock that bitch up and down the coast. 
You should have stayed and listened to me sing it. Let's go, Brandon! I mean, it's kind of fun to chant. The people! Let's go, Brandon! Thrown out of three musketeers. It's all for one and one for all. I just like come together with love, but he's saying fuck you to everybody. It's the weirdest goddamn thing. Oh, they've got they've got comments turned off on YouTube. Wow. Wow. Let me let me plug myself back into my board here. I couldn't hear I couldn't hear myself while I was saying all that shit. It's weird for me to be talking and not hear myself. But also, I probably wouldn't have wanted to hear myself sing. I mean, it's fun to chant, we, let's go Brandon during that. Yeah, fuck y'all, big hugs. It's weird. Such a weird message. Now, while we're on Spotify, I wanted to show you something else here. We go over to Neil Young. You will see that there are still some Neil Young songs on Spotify. But, uh... You don't see uh, Heart of Gold. You don't see, you know, Down by the River. You don't see Southern Man. Where, what? what why, why, are, why are his big hits not there? Because the songs that Neil Young owns the rights to are now off of Spotify. So what you're seeing is shit that he's licensed for soundtracks, uh, some live albums that he probably doesn't own the rights to. Put out on a different record label or whatever. The reason you are only seeing those is because Spotify sided with Joe Rogan and removed all of Neil Young's music. I mean, I said it last night. I'm a Neil Young fan, but like... There ain't many people listening to Neil Young on Spotify. People my generation that are on the Spotify, if they're listening to Neil Young, they're probably listening to a record. Legendary folk singer gave the streaming behemoth an ultimatum earlier this week, saying he refused to allow his music on the same platform as Joe Rogan. The Heart of Gold singer accused Rogan in his podcast of spreading false information about COVID-19 vaccines. I did not know this. Apparently, Neil Young is a polio survivor. The legendary folk singer... Oh, I already said that part. Spotify reportedly paid more than $100 million in the deal to the exclusive home of Joe Rogan's show. Meanwhile, uh, Young stands to lose 60% of his streaming income from his defiant stance. I'm Neil Young's not hurting for money. And once again, I doubt he was making that much off of streaming anyway. We want all the world's music and audio content to be available to Spotify users, a spokesperson for the company told the Wall Street Journal. With that comes great responsibility in balancing both safety for listeners and freedom for creators. Since the start of the pandemic, the spokesperson noted Spotify has removed more than 20,000 COVID-related podcast episodes. Still, Young's protests were not sufficient enough for it to drop its lucrative star talker. 
We regret Neil's decision to remove his music from Spotify, but hope to welcome him back soon. Rogan's podcast has attracted an estimated 11 million listeners. Young's letter, which has now been deleted from his website, did not mince words in accusing the streaming giant of giving an undeserved platform to Rogan and his COVID-19 vaccine misinformation. I want you to let Spotify know immediately today that I want all of my music off their platform, the 76-year-old rock icon said. I am doing this because Spotify is spreading fake information about vaccines, potentially causing death to those who believe the disinformation being spread by them. The note included a formal ultimatum. They can have Neil Young or Rogan, not both. I mean, I knew. I knew for a fact that Spotify was going to side with Rogan. Losing 60% of worldwide streaming income by leaving Spotify is a very big deal, a costly move, but worth it for our integrity and our beliefs. This information about COVID is over the line. Went on to nudge other artists to take a similar stance. I sincerely hope that other artists can make a move, but I can't really expect that to happen. I did this because I had no choice in my heart. It is who I am. I'm not censoring anyone. I'm speaking my own truth. Although Young did not specifically note which episodes he took issue with, Rogan did recently host Dr. Robert Malone, the anti-vaxxer epidemiologist, quote-unquote, who was recently booted from Twitter for alleged dissemination of vaccine misinformation. YouTube removed the episode in which Malone compared the climate surrounding U.S. public health to the 1920s and 1930s Germany. I still don't believe it was removed from YouTube because... Like, it wasn't on Rogan's site. It wasn't on Spotify's YouTube. It was removed from YouTube because Spotify has an exclusive rights deal. I hate to see you go, Neil. I believe, uh... I liked nine songs by Neil Young that will no longer be in my playlist... Except maybe that one that apparently is hearted right there, Campfire, with Dram and Neil Young. I, I'm not. From the Bright soundtrack. Interesting. I've not seen Bright. Apparently I liked the song, though. I listen to my uh, release radar every week, so I'm sure they gave me a Neil Young song. I was just like, oh, this is cool. They paid a lot of money for Joe Rogan. So here you go. Here's a puppy playing with an older... Uh, what What are these? Poodles? These are poodles. Adorable poodles. puppy butt. It's such a cute puppy butt. Oh my god. I could watch puppies play all day. 
If you're watching on Twitch, we're going to go say hi to Kai over at Proudly Radical. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin. We'll see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol. Live.